Welcome back to a brand new episode of Raise the Apple. It is Wednesday night. This episode will be uploaded tomorrow, Thursday. And we have uh, a very serious thing to discuss later on, a little bit later on in the episode. We're also going to talk about the AL MVP race, and we're going to kick it off, as always, with our New York Mets. They are playing right now in Atlanta. Uh, I turned off the game. I'm a horrible Mets fan tonight. Uh, I stopped watching as it is currently 13-2 in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, one of those nights, that fourth inning was... Oh, that fourth inning was rough to watch. Not a great start from Peterson. He left the game early due to right side soreness was what they were calling it. Sean Reed Foley came in. He didn't have a great night. Thomas Sapucky got called up as making his Major League debut. He got off to a little bit of a rocky start, uh, but not too bad. Pete did homer, so I guess there's that as a bright side. But, uh, yeah, tonight it's just one of those nights. Every team's going to have that night where uh, they just get absolutely crapped on, and I guess it is the uh, Mets' turn tonight to get crapped on. So... I mean, we're going to call it on that. Um, I don't. If the Mets come back from that, I will take back everything negative I've said about them up to this point. Tomorrow, they will. Jake is on the mound against Ian Anderson. They switched up the Braves rotation a little bit before some Subway Series action this weekend. Taiwan Walker is expected to go on Friday. Saturday is Stroman, and Sunday... If all goes according to plan, Tyler McGill should be starting that game on ESPN. He has been a huge surprise. He's done a lot more than the Mets have probably probably expected from him. So that's a great thing to see. You got Nimmo and Familia and Nito on their way back soon. Dellen Batansis is done for the year. His Mets career is also most likely over. Batansis is undergoing shoulder surgery. He will be out for the rest of the year. His contract is up at the end of this year as well. Mets most likely won't re-sign him, considering the very few times we saw Batansis, he wasn't very good, which stinks because I thought Batansis was a great get. I thought that was a fantastic addition to that bullpen, but it just unfortunately just not worked out. It's just one of those instances. It just it just didn't work out unfortunately at the end of it. Uh, Stephen Tarpley, apparently, some, I saw someone say that Stephen Tarpley announced on Instagram he's also undergoing surgery, so he will be out for the long term. Blow, af blow after blow, but uh, this is what, you know, we got, the Mets got this depth for a reason, and now it's their time to step up and show why they deserve to be there. McGill has been great. I'm sure Zapucky, Zapucky has been up with the team for the past couple days, and hasn't gotten in yet, so I'm sure I'm sure those nerves built up a lot. He just wanted to get out there. So after tonight, I have a feeling he'll settle down a lot and be a great asset in that bullpen. The Mets have, whoa. I have not looked in the standings since Tuesday when we talked about them until right now. Uh, the Nationals are hot. They have won four in a row, eight of their last ten. They are now just two and a half games back of the Mets. The Nationals won today, I believe, against the Padres. Or not Padres, the Rays. Yep, they won 15-6. to So if the Mets lose this game, assuming the score holds, 
they will have a two-game lead over the Nationals. That was not part of the original plan. I was expecting Atlanta and Philly to be right there. The Nationals, I expected to be close, but the Nationals got close real quick. We saw how quickly that division lead has shrunk. But no need to panic. No need to freak out yet. There's still plenty of, of baseball left to be played. There's still plenty of opportunities for the Mets offense to finally get going. Uh, but for as for now, that's pretty much all going on with the Mets. Just tonight, it was just, just one of those nights. Next thing is, what are we going to talk about first? Well, we'll talk about this first, and then we'll end on some good news with the MVP talk in the American League. So, our good friend, I say friend because I, he's one of my favorite players in baseball, Trevor Bauer has made headlines yet again, and this time it is very bad. Trevor Bauer uh, has been accused of sexual assault, which while we're on the topic, I forgot to mention this with the Mets, MLB and fi finished their investigation with Jared Porter, who, if you don't remember, was the Mets manager for about two months before he got fired for being basically a creep. Uh, he will be suspended until the end of the 2022 season, and then he has to apply for reinstatement. It is the same punishment that Mickey Calloway got uh, just a couple weeks ago for Major League Baseball. So Callaway and Jared Porter, both related to the Mets. Uh, P Porter more directly than Callaway. They will be out of baseball until at least the end of the 2022 season. And then they have to apply a reinstatement. But we're going to come back to Trevor Bauer. He's been accused of sexual assault by one woman. And there is a lot to unfold in this. So I'm not going to give my personal opinion on it. I'm just going to tell you what is out there. I know that in the past I have been a huge fan of Trevor Bauer. I've been on his side for just about everything. In this case, I'm not on anyone's side per se. If you know it turns out everything is true and Bauer did all these things he's being accused of, I hope justice is served for uh, the woman accusing him. But if it turns out that there is a lot of you know, fake information being brought up to just to make Bauer look bad, then I hope that, you know, that the woman is punished as well. You know, if whoever ends up being at fault, I know there's a lot more to come out from this from what we already know. Whoever ends up, whoever, is, you know, these cases, generally speaking, I'm not going to go too much into this, but generally speaking, a lot of these cases of sexual assault are hard because there are a lot of he said, she said a lot of the time. In this case, it's not so much he said, she said yet because we have not heard from Bauer's side. We've heard from Bauer's attorney who said that the, the Trevor Bauer denied the allegations and said they were uh, exaggerated. And that's all we've heard from them. We've heard a lot from the woman's side. I do not believe, is her name? I believe I saw her attorney referred to her as Miss Hill. I don't know if her full name is out there. I doubt it is, but we'll just say we'll just refer to her as you know the woman accusing him since we don't know her name. So, a lot to unravel. Let's start at the beginning. So, what we know is as of right now is that Trevor Bauer and this woman had a consensual sexual relationship. By the way, before I go any further, 
Uh, some of this stuff may be a little graphic to some people, or a little too much. So just giving you a heads up if you don't want to listen to it and skip ahead or whatever the case may be. So, <clears throat> as we know of now, the two had a consensual sexual relationship. And in this relationship, apparently there are texts that show that the woman in this relationship was asking Trevor Bauer for what the, the direct quote from Bauer's attorney was rough sex. So, uh, she asked Bauer for rough sex. He said, oh, okay. And that's, they did their own personal thing. Um, now she is accusing him of sexual assault. So I am going to read just a little bit. I'm not going to read the whole thing off The Athletic. So The Athletic came out with more information today. What's annoying about The Athletic is it's uh, there's a paywall, so you have to pay to read the whole article, which is super annoying. But someone who is a subscriber to The Athletic paid for a... who has a subscription, screenshotted the whole article and posted it so people who don't have it can read it. I've said it before... I find the paywall super annoying, simply because, especially when you have a story like this, people need to, if you're, if, if this is going to be public knowledge like this, you need to tell the full story, everybody needs to hear the full story. You can't tell the full story in a case like this in one paragraph. So it's annoying that not everybody's able to see it, but thankful to this person who screenshot and shared the whole thing. So the new information that came out today was that a domestic violence restraining order was filed a couple days ago against Bauer. It included multiple graphic images from the woman who filed the request. There is a 67-page document saying that Bauer assaulted her on two separate occasions. The woman said they, the incidents included Bauer punching her in the face, uh, private area, well, it says private areas, sticking his fingers down her throat and strangling her to the point where she lost consciousness multiple times. The alleged assaults described by the woman are apparently extremely graphic in nature. She said they did have a consensual sexual relationship at the beginning, but then it elevated from there, resulting in her saying that Bauer sexually assaulted her. The woman also said that... That was the first encounter. The second encounter, she suffered two black eyes, a bloodied, swollen lip, and significant bruising and scratching to one side of her face. She has medical notes stating that she had significant head and facial trauma, and there were signs of, I don't know if I'm saying this right, bacillar skull fracture. I do not think I said that right. Uh, but anyway, and then she said in one of the instances she was unconscious and Bauer made advances that she did not consent to. And it is it is a very, what's the word, much more graphic description than we've seen in recent time. Is that the right way to say it? With Porter and Mickey Calloway. It was not as graphic or as detailed, for lack of a better word, in terms to what happened. But now, uh, this is there is a lot to a lot to talk about here. So Bauer 
has not made any statement. Neither has his agent, agent Rachel Luba. We, I'm not expecting that either of them to make a statement for a little bit now. We know that Bauer has been very vocal of his opinions on stuff for a long time. I think this one might be the one he sits out on and doesn't say anything. Obviously, he will probably say something at some point. MLB was just made aware yesterday of these allegations, so they are doing their investigation as well as if it, it turns out that all of this ends, is true, it actually did happen, Bauer not only will could face suspension for Major League Baseball, but also from uh, criminal prosecution in terms of jail time and stuff like that. So this is a very serious matter, a very detailed matter to say the least. There is a lot that we have been told. Um, it, it's, it is an awful situation to have ever, and especially right now in baseball, this is not what you not what you ever want to see. Um, we hope that, you know, at the end of the day, we hope justice is served no matter what to whatever side. Uh, I'm curious to see, I am curious to see Bauer's response only because of, because the way Bauer has been in his career with, like I said before, being very vocal on his opinions on certain matters and explaining situations and what happens and all this and that. I'm curious to see how he approaches this one. This is a very serious matter. I have not seen yet. This may change between now and the time this uploads, but I have not seen if the Dodgers have placed or are going to place Bauer on some sort of leave or whatever the case may be while the investigation is ongoing or if they say we're not going to start you until this gets resolved or something to that effect. There's not, as far as I know, there's not been a statement from the Dodgers, so I don't know what is going to happen with that. This incident allegedly occurred in April of 2021, so, what is it, June, so about two to three months ago. Uh, this incident, well, the, the incidents allegedly happened. It is a very horrible situation, and I hope this gets resolved properly for all parties involved. It is a horrible thing, just horrible thing for baseball, horrible thing just gen in general, gen generally speaking. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to state my opinion on it. I'm just going to tell you what is out there. I'm sure everybody has their own different opinions. I, you know, I hope this gets resolved properly. This is a very serious matter. It should be taken as so. Um, but it kind of, it came out of nowhere. It ha so yesterday, you know, I'm watching the Mets game, and then all, and I'm scrolling through Twitter in between innings, and then all of a sudden, Jeff Passan tweets that apparently TMZ was the first to break the story, and so I go, I'm scrolling through Twitter, and Jeff Passan shares the article from or a snippet of the article from TMZ saying that Bauer's been accused of sexual assault. And I, my first, I remember my initial reaction was, oh no, this is not good. So we'll see, we're going to have to see what happens with that. If Bauer or the Dodgers make any statement, what Major League Baseball has to say. And uh, generally speaking, like how everything plays out in court and all that stuff. It's definitely something that people are going to pay attention, a lot of attention to, a lot more than other players. 
you know, uh, when Chapman got in trouble, when, excuse me, when guys like Addison Russell got in trouble, Jose Reyes, who else has gotten in trouble in recent memory? Domingo Herman, Odubo Herrera. People paid attention to it when it happened, but then it kind of died off. With a guy like Bauer, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to pay attention to it because a lot of people are not shy to share their opinions on Trevor Bauer. He has a very strict fan base of this half, you either love him or hate him. There really is no in-between with Trevor Bauer. So a lot of people are going to be paying very close attention to this to see how this goes. I can't say, I mean, I'm no expert on law or anything like that, so I can't say how long before we get an outcome of this. Uh, I ex- I would, in theory, I would expect Major League Baseball to have a decision within the next like week or two if they're going to suspend Bauer or something like that. But, I mean, obviously they have to do their own investigation. And if Porter's just ended today or yesterday or whenever they announced it, obviously this – and Porter's incidents happened in the beginning of the year in February, March. Obviously this could take a lot longer than people may want it to. So we're just going to have to wait and see at this point. It is a very unfortunate issue we have – to see right now I don't see I keep looking through Twitter I don't see any more updates regarding that just what I shared with you from the athletic if you go on Twitter uh, there are a couple people that have screenshotted the entire article and uh, put it on Twitter so people who aren't don't have to or don't pay for the athletic can go read it so I just shared with you parts of it uh, I didn't want to read the whole thing, uh, but yeah, well, let's end on a happy note. <laughs> let's end on a much lighter note. The American League MVP race, Shohei Otani or Vlad Jr.? Right now, I think the National League MVP is, bet- is the front runners are be- going to be between Jake it's going to be Nick Cassianos is going to be in there. Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna Jr., all four of them will be in there. In the American League, right now at least, it seems like I may be missing someone. there. I may be overlooking someone. But Vlad Jr. and Shoy Otani seem to be in a two-horse race for MVP. So, obviously, Otani falls back a little bit tonight because he pitched tonight and got shelled by the Yankees, lasted just two-thirds of an inning and allowed seven earned runs. But Otani, I'm just going to read across their stat line. Otani is batting 278 with 28 homers, 63 RBIs, and an OPS of 1,049 and a war of 5.7. Vlad Jr. is hitting 344 with 26 homers, 66 RBIs, an OPS of 1,130, and a war of 4.3. Now, obviously, Otani will get a little bit boosted of a war because he also pitches. Vlad Jr. does not. But right now, I think you got to give the edge to Otani. Vlad Jr. could very is very well in the mix of, because his batting average right now, Otani's batting average is about little lower than Vlad Jr.'s. 
Vlad is very much in the conversation for a Triple Crown. I believe the let we saw Shane Bieber get the pitching Triple Crown last year. I, the last hitting Triple Crown, I believe, was Miguel Cabrera in 2013? 2013, I believe, is when Miggy had the Triple Crown. For those of you who don't know, the Triple Crown for hitters is if you lead all of baseball in batting average, home runs, and RBIs. If you're a pitcher, you lead in wins, strikeouts, and ERA. Those are the three things. So Vlad Jr. is very much in position to, is on pace right now to win a Triple Crown. He's homer night after night, but also so is Otani. And Mets News, uh, Ari Adrianza just did a solo homer. It's now 14-2 Braves. Oh, God. It's going to be one of those nights. Uh, but anyway, Otani, his batting average is falling a little bit. So it's down a little bit, but he's also pitching. So it kind of balances out. But I think you got to give the edge to Otani. When you look at MVP, the most valuable player, you are looking at who brings the most value to a team. Vlad Jr. brings tremendous value to the Blue Jays, but Vlad Jr. is not the only one contributing to the Blue Jays' success. You got Marcus Simeon, you got uh, Robbie Ray's been pitching great, you got Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Kevin Biggio, Bo Bichette. With the Angels, you have when Mike Trout is out, you have Otani and you've had Jared Walsh, and that's pretty much it. Anthony Rendon has underperformed. The pitching has not been great. You have Otani and Jared Walsh, and that's really it right now. So when you look at who brings the most value to their team, I think the Blue Jays are much, or they're not better off, but the Blue Jays can perform much better without Vlad Jr., then the Angels can perform without Otani, if that makes sense. So I think the Blue Jays are better without Vlad Jr. than the a Angels are than the Angels with Otani. I think Otani brings much more value to his team than Vlad Jr. does, and that's again that's not discrediting the value that Vlad Jr. brings to the Blue Jays. He is their stud for the future, as he should be. He is their, He's going to be their guy for the future. Otani is going to be the Angels guy with Mike Trout. It's going to be Otani, Trout, uh, Rendon when he plays how he's supposed to. Otani is only 26, is 26 years old, so he's definitely going to be around for a little bit while, a little bit longer. Vlad Jr. is also young. He's only 22. He made his major league debut when he was 20, back in 2019. So these guys go both have a couple years to go, well into their careers. But I think you got to give the edge right now, at least, to Otani. It's simply because of also the pitching, because being able to also pitch, he's also helping his team win from that point. Now, obviously, tonight against the Yankees, he didn't really do that because he got shat on. But generally speaking, Otani's been great pitching, and his homers are coming in bunches, which is ridiculous. Along, I mean, I want to see a Kyle Schwarber versus Shohei Otani home run derby round at this point. 
But uh, I think right now you've got to give the edge to Otani. The stats certainly show that Vlad Jr. is more than deserving of an MVP nod. But I think between the two of them, I think right now you got to give the edge to Otani over Vlad Jr. Simply because he brings much more value to the Angels than Vlad Jr. does to the Blue Jays. Because the Blue Jays have so many other pieces, the Angels simply do not. So from that standpoint, I think Otani right now is the frontrunner for MVP. But Vlad Jr. certainly has made a very, very worthy case of being American League MVP this year. That's going to wrap it up for this week on Raise the Apple. We talked about a lot today with Trevor Bauer and the AL MVP race, and the Mets are getting crapped on tonight. <laughs> Hopefully tomorrow goes better with Jake on the mound. Hopefully the Mets can reclaim New York against the Yankees this weekend. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe down below if you're listening on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Follow on Twitter at RTA underscore pod. And we will see you guys next time next week we'll have more Mets talk uh maybe more details emerge with this Trevor Bauer stuff maybe Trevor or his agent Rachel Luba say something and hopefully we get uh the rest of the home run derby field we got all of next week and then the beginning of the week after is the derby and all-star game so hopefully we have uh more derby contestants right now it's Mancini and Otani and then Pete and Trevor Story in the NL. So we will see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in as always, and let's go Mets. Bang, bang, won't stop till we're legend.